and welcome to MLW Confusion. I'm your host Rob Cameron, bringing you all that you may or may not need to know about Major League Wrestling and its television programming. This week we have MLW Insider number 3 featuring Davey Richards, and of course MLW Fusion 157, the beginning of the Super Series, uh, featuring a main event for the World Heavyweight Championship, your boy Alexander Hammerstone taking on Bandito. But first, of course, we have the news. Uh, the big news coming out of this week is for Blood and Thunder, uh, January 7th in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, 2300 Arena to be exact. It will be Jacob Fatu taking on Dragon Gate's Ben K. Uh, should be fun. Uh, of course, obviously, that's why they're announcing it. Uh, however, for those of you like me who aren't familiar with Ben K, uh, please note that he is a six-year veteran and pretty much one of the top contenders out of Dragon Gate, having held pretty much all of their championships multiple times over. Earlier this year, he joined uh, Dragon Gate's uh, faction of Brute Romantics, otherwise known as Gold Class. Uh, so he carries around a golden rose, a gold chains, etc. Um, and that's not counting all the gold around his waist as well. Uh, signature moves include the Ben K Bomb, Masakari, Sodagarami, um, which is respectively a deadlift gut wrench powerbomb, a jackhammer, and a grounded, a grounded full Nelson sleeper hold. Ah, that's interesting. Uh, didn't know full Nelsons came in sleeper variations. Whatever, I'll have to go check that out later because I'm a big fan of sleeper holds. Anyway, so that is already uh, shaping up to be an awesome card in addition to the announcement that Alexander Hammerstone will be taking on Yamato for the World Heavyweight Championship. And then, of course, we have a whole list of folks waiting in the wings for their announcements. Uh, pretty much the entire MLW roster, so I'm not going to just read them one by one until they get, you know, some cards added to that. But again, that is coming to Blood and Thunder, January 7th, 2023, at the 2300 Arena in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. All right, let's kick it over to Alicia Toots, MLW Insider, uh, number three, of course, as I said, like, two minutes ago, literally. Uh, she plugs the Davy Richards interview that's going to end the show. Uh, she also announces, after MLW did, of course, uh, Fatu taking on Ben K at Blood and Thunder. Uh, they also note that Alex Kane is looking to make an announcement this week on Fusion, so we'll catch that announcement a wee bit later on. In addition to uh, all the tips that are coming in regarding the Opera Cup, you know, uh, a couple weeks ago, MLW announced a tip line for ML Cup sightings and theories, um, and evidently they got a semi-credible tip uh, this here week that the uh, Opera Cup was in Amsterdam. Was it in Amsterdam? Excuse me, Denmark. There we go. Ah, uh, you know, I take my eyes off my notes for like two minutes. Well, not even that. Um, and it's not even. It's not even Bel. It's not even Denmark. It's Belgium. Yeah, that's the kind of day we're having. That that is exactly what we're doing. Antwerp, Belgium, is uh, the alleged spot of the Opera Cup siding getting loaded up into crates. So maybe it went to Amsterdam. I don't know. Maybe it also went to Denmark. Maybe Denmark's in Amsterdam. Maybe vice versa. I don't know. I'm just a stupid American shouting out geographic locations that I've never been to and uh, after today's episode have probably already preemptively been banned from. Following my uh, yeah butchering 
of worldly landmarks, we are going to look at the MLW Rewind. I am not going to go into any like real detail on that. If you want to know what happened on last week's Fusion, you can either watch Fusion, or even better, check out last week's episode of MLW Confusion featuring Fusion on Thanksgiving. All right, it's the quasi-main event, at least the, qu- the main event of Insider. Yeah, that's what we'll go with. Main event Insiders. Yeah, it's not Mance Warner. It's Alicia Toot. Uh, interview with Davey Richards. Uh, Richards is very humble throughout the interview. Uh, really puts over the product, uh, MLW's product, as being a sports-first style presentation that really kind of jives with his wrestling philosophy. Um him and Atu kind of go over like the year in review. He's been in MLW for about a year and a half now, um, and has accomplished a lot. Uh, as he puts it, multiple five-star matches, the Opera Cup, and now the National Openweight Championship. Um, he also talks about uh, resigning with the company uh, this past year, uh, just because it, it's been so organic, the relationship between MLW and Richards. Um, and he's hoping to uh, either meet or compete with the Billington Bulldogs. He is a big Dynamite Kid fan, and just the opportunity to uh, be with uh, the offspring of Tom Billington uh, would just be great for him. And he knows that they're first competitors too. So, you know, if they don't happen to, you know, jive well, they'll probably jive even better as opponents. And he's got himself another you know, lone wolf tag team partner that would love the opportunity to tangle with uh, some Bulldogs as well. Uh, Wolves versus Bulldogs, perhaps. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, He's also been very humble about being able to take the MLW National Upweight Championship uh, to other companies, uh, calling kind of calling himself the Forbidden Door. Uh, He has defended that title in New Japan, Impact, and the NWA. And Alicia has the audacity, as she is wont to do, being the uh, interview queen, to ask who's next for Davy Richards. And he kind of throws out S.B. Kento uh, from Dragon to Gate. Uh, he's noted that the two of them have tangled quite a bit in the past, and Kento has kind of brought out the best in Richards, and so he'd like to test his mettle again and just kind of see where that goes. But otherwise, like he's really open to all comers in the squared circle. All right, it is time to jump into Fusion episode 157, highlighted by Bandito versus your boy Alexander Hammerstone for the MLW World Heavyweight Championship. We first get clips of kind of the build-up to last week's shocking attack by EJ and Duca on the champion. Um, but they sh- throughout they show several highlights of Nduka asking for title opportunities um, just throughout like the past year or so, noting that he's undefeated. You know, but uh, like in various in- interviews, Nduka's like, "Hey, I'm undefeated. Like, can I have a shot, Hammer?" And like actually ends up meeting Hammer uh, backstage and like, where's my opportunity? And Hammer was like, yoink, and ran off to go check out the dead body on the other side of the room. Um, and then finally it all came to a head last week after uh, Hammerstone's uh, title defense against Richard Holiday. Nduka attacked Hammer and put him through a table. Uh, so we get this entire rundown and, you know, like a two-minute clip anyway. We move on into the intro. Taya Valkyrie's out. She's going to be doing commentary for our first match this evening. Uh, meanwhile, Rich Bocchini runs down the card, which includes a number one contenders match, Fatal 4-Way, uh, to face Taya Valkyrie in the future for the World Featherweight Championship. Uh, that'll be Lady Shawnee, uh, Lady Flammer, 
La Hiedra, and Raina Dorada. And I apologize as I like start getting motor mouth trying to you know run through this match if I pronounce anything like horribly wrong. Um, we'll also see Killer Cross in action, and of course the main event tonight: Bandito versus Hammerstone for the World Heavyweight Championship. That being said, we are going to start off the show with our fatal four-way. As I said, Lady Shani, Lady Flammer, La Hiedra, and Raina Dorada, all from the AAA promotion. I believe all of them have been involved in Triple Mania this year. Uh, most notably, uh, Lady Flammer uh, was involved in the roulette. She was one of the last two people in the uh, cage, which means she had to go compete in uh, Lucha de Apuesta later on in the evening, um, and she was victorious in that match. It was the first um, De Puesta, first, uh, for, specifically for masks, the first mask versus mask match uh, featuring Luchadoras in uh, AAA history. A uh, solid match, and uh, she took the mask of Chica Tormenta, um, and you can catch that on uh, Pro Wrestling TV as well. Uh, it's part of the uh, AAA uh, Triple Mania series. Uh, two of the three this year are up on the network so you check out that that it's fun i end up like live tweeting it and oh it took forever though it, it, it's a long show anyway never mind that gonna move on gonna move on we actually has match right here um and i'm gonna do my best to call it uh you know how well i ha tend to do with these you know multi-person matches uh let alone anytime luchas involved like i know the moves but they just happen so fast and i gotta scribble and like so many moves get thrown in into a minute uh but we kind of start out the party with everybody tra trading off the moves looks like they're gonna team up and it's not because they're gonna turn on each other uh finally we get Paired down to Flammer and La Hiedra. There's no respect there. Uh, Hiedra goes for respect, and Flammer's not having it. Uh, eat, hits eat defeat. Uh, those two go back and forth, and then just decide to kiss. So takes the uh, uh, takes the moment out of the room, or at least the uh, air out of the room, because there's no kissing in wrestling. Duh. Obviously, it never happens. Anyway. We, we go back to fights. Uh, stereo dives from Shani and Dorada. Uh, we go to commercial break, and when we come back, La Hiedra drop kicks Lady Shani. Or, uh, yeah, Lady Shani. And then uh, locks in a stretch muffler, which Raina breaks. Uh, Dorada comes in and has some karate. Um, everyone's just getting their stuff in at this moment. It is go, doing a move, go for a pin, broken up. Get your stuff in on there. Uh, dueling pendulum holds. Uh, then we get dueling muda locks by the other pair that was in the pendulum pre previously. We get three quarters of a Tower of Doom. Uh, however, Lady Flammer is not part of this. Uh, what she is, though, is on the other turnbuckle, biding her time um, as, as uh, Raina Dorada gets uh, suplexed off the top rope. Uh, Flammer hits a splash, gets the one, two, three. She is your winner, Lady Flammer. She is the number one contender for the Featherweight Championship, currently held by Taya Valkyrie, also doing commentary for this here match. Um... After the match, Flammer comes down, gets in Ty's face, and then attacks her. Security is down to break it up real quick. They did a good job uh, breaking it up. Didn't do a good job protecting Ty at all, though. 
Up next, we have the SST messing around by the hotel pool. They're just going back and forth, asking Jacob Fatu when he's going to cash in his opportunity for the World Heavyweight Championship that he won at Battle Riot. He's just like, you got to pick your spots, man. But hey, when are you guys going to get some tag team gold? And Lance Anawaii's like, whenever they're willing to give us an opportunity for it, we'll, we'll be taking on the champions. And just kind of then, like, just shows them, like, random partying, like, uh, Jacob's like chugging things out, uh, chuck, uh, chucking beer out of the box itself and gone cray cray, all that sort of good stuff. Out in the parking lot, uh, camera catches up with EJ and Duca. Uh, they ask him, like, what was up with his attack last week? And EJ basically just like, where was Hammer? Like, he's asked and asked and asked for opportunities for the World Heavyweight Championship, not because he, he's, you know, deserves it necessarily but because he earned it like he is one of the only undefeated superstars in mlw at this time and hammer has kept blowing him off blowing him off so finally he had to resort to attacking hammer to get his attention all right we are going to take a quick break pause for the cause if you will get yourself an energy drink start yourself a podcast we'll be back un momento If you're like me, sometimes you need a pick-me-up to get you through the day. I drink Ray's Energy for that pickup. Ray's comes in a bunch of different flavors, and more recently Italian ice, which is great, by the way. And it contains no sugar, so there's no crash after you drink it. And, really, like, best of all, if you go through me and go to wetrepsports.com, use my code CASS, you get 15% off your order. So, also, be like CASS, drink Ray's Energy... All right, we are back, and Killer Cross is looking to be up next in action. Uh, but first, we are going to reference the feud that's been building between Mads Kruger and the returning Mance Warner. Uh, these two tangled as part of the Battle Riot match itself, brawl- eventually brawling out of the arena into the street. Uh, we are looking to have a match between them here in the near future. Uh, Mance has been talking all sorts of trash about Mads, as one is wont to do, including accusing him of being Doc Gallows, and I am not sure uh, which is worse, uh, having to tangle with an angry Mance Warner or being Doc Gallows. Anywho, speaking of Mance Warner, uh, we catch up with him backstage. Uh, we He's wanting to give us all the scoops once again. Um, he is talking to someone on the phone. Uh, he doesn't announce who it is right away, but notes that, you know, he can use big words like metaphor. And he also can read, believe it or not. Uh, And probably the biggest thing that we may may or may not believe is the fact that the person on the phone is Mads Kruger himself, Luke Gallows, Doc Gallows. Evidently, he's having problems with the old lady. He's going to go sleep on Mancer's couch. Mancer, uh, he has to bring the beer, though, because last time he showed up, he drank all of Mancer's beer, didn't pay him back. Um, And as soon as he falls asleep, Mancer is going to go through his bag, pull out the Mads Kruger mask, and expose it to the entire world. And then later, he's just going to kick his butt. Yep. Sounds like a plan. Doc Gallows sleeping on Mancer's couch. Gonna get the stuff stuffing kicked out of him post Thanksgiving. It'll be a party. Just another weekend at Mance Warner's, really, just just to be frank. Last week we got a cell phone interview from Shun Skywalker. He is laying out the challenge to Myron Reed for the middleweight championship. Myron Reed has accepted that challenge, and next week we'll see Hotfire Myron Reed taking on Dragon Gate's Shun Skywalker. 
we get a note. Uh, Rich Bocini lets us know that backstage there was some sort of altercation and Killer, Killer Cross has been attacked. Uh, we go back and see medical personnel checking out Cross. He's got marks on his back. Uh, however, kind of seems to be conscious. And allegedly, they found the calling card of the secret attacker slash murderer uh, nearby. Uh, however, I, I want to point out that like Cross appeared to be conscious by this point. So, uh, like maybe he has some clues. Maybe he's the killer, huh? Likes to kill things. Last week, the killer may or may not have been wearing a suit. Cross likes to wear a suit. I don't know. It seems to make sense to me. But, you know, what do I know? I just sit in my mother's basement and scream into a microphone. Anyway, but, yeah, it doesn't look like he's going to have his match tonight. It's a good thing, too, because he just wandered back to the WWE to hang out with Triple H and whatnot. Anyway, we also catch up. With Alex Kane, the former National Openweight Champion, he points out that he was never truly beaten by Davy Richards. Like, yes, he has the title, but he was left laying in a pool of blood. And the last time he really saw Davy Richards was when he was face down in that pool of blood. And Kane walked off with the Opera Cup. Oh my my, Mr. Thomas takes out the cup. It all along has been with... Alex Kane. It is evidently not in Europe, not in Germany, not in Sweden, not in Great Britain, not in Antarctica, but in possession of Alex Kane. And we get a slight promo vid for Davy Boy Smith Jr. He is returning soon to MLW action. He's a former Opera Cup winner himself and former tag team champion. All right, it is time for our main event of the evening. It is Bandito versus our boy Alexander Hammerstone, World Heavyweight Championship, on the line. Super Series match, technically. Let's have it. Let's see what's going on here. Let's go. We start the match off with some respect. Hammer has issues with the waist locks, but finally gets to lock in a headlock before hitting a shoulder tackle. Bandito attempts to pick up the pace, but gets derped on a tope suicida attempt. Uh, well, by derped, I mean he got derped in the head. He didn't actually, like, fall and crash and burn, thankfully. Uh, however, we brawl outside with Hammer in control. Bandito fights out of the corner inside the ring and hits a tornillo for two. Back outside, Bandito leads the attack this time around, chucking Hammer hither and ho. Tither and throw. To and fro. Yeah. Pick your metaphor there. Pick your nonsensical syllables. Anyway, uh, get back in the ring. Hammer mounts a comeback. Hits two overhead belly-to-belly -belly suplexes and then a sidewinder slam. Uh, ba Bandito, however, showing off his strength, hits a sit-out military press slam for the two-count. And, like, at this point, like, commentary is really uh, wondering if Bandito could hit his finisher, the 21-plex, with it, which is, like, a... Um, uh, interesting uh, rebound variation of uh, German suplex. Uh, and this here, uh, military press slam, done removed all doubt that it is at least physically possible for Bandito to lift Hammer up over his head and, well, chuck Hammer onto his own. Anyway, uh, coming back to the match itself, Hammer hits his uh, whirly gig slam for two. We go to break and we come back. Bandito is countering a nightmare pendulum. Locks in a Boston Crab and turns that into a pendulum, but Hammer Strong Neck prevents that from going on. Uh, Bandito hits a pop-up cutter for two count. At this point, both gentlemen decide to have a strike battle. Uh, however, Hammer wins it, hits a pump kick, GTS, burning Hammer, and all that just for a two count. 
Kind of anticlimactic, if you ask me, but hey, again, what do I know? Uh, luckily, there's plenty of match ma left, so I can, you know, pretend to know, you know, lots of other things, like, uh, Three Amigos. I know what a Three Amigos are. Bandito hits the Three Amigos, followed up by a Frog Splash, only gets two to that, because F you, Eddie Guerrero, he may be everyone's idol, but he's not getting the victory tonight. Uh, however... A solid attempt for said victory. Bandito hits the 21-plex, but unfortunately sends Hammer, like, clear across the ring, and Hammer just rolls out to the arena floor. Of course, you can't win the championship via countout, so uh, Bandito has to haul Hammer's dead body back into the ring, and then it turns out he's not dead because he kicks out of any sort of pins there. Uh, Hammer bounce a comeback and hitting various roll-ups like a magistral cradle schoolboy etc uh does a deadlift powerbomb out of the dealio uh, that is enough however to knock bandito loopy nightmare pendulum one two three and still your mlw world heavyweight champion alex hammerstone after the match, we get respect. A lot of respect. Uh, Bandito gets the microphone and thanks Hammer for the amazing match. Uh, sings a song to Hammer in Spanish. Uh, as Rich Bocini starts running down the card for next week, we will see the Simone SWAT team in action. EJ and Duca will also be in action. And then the main event will be Myron Reed versus Shun Skywalker for the MLW Middleweight Championship. Um... Rich then goes ringside to get a word with Hammerstone when EJ and Duca attacks him with a steel chair. They have a big pull-apart brawl, uh, but before we can see how that really turns out or if anything cool happens with that, we get word that there is a doings backstage. We see Dario Cueto and two of his Lucha goons coming out to, dis to discover a lot of dead bodies and a calling card. Like, seriously, they're like, everybody's dead. There's, like... Some backstage agent, he's dead. Gangrel's dead again, if he was ever undead before. Uh, Mr. Thomas, uh, one, I can't tell if it's quite tell if it's Alex Kane. I think it's Alex Kane down. Um, just like everybody, everybody's dead in the hallway on the stairwell. And Dario's just like, no, no, this is not good. Uh, Hurry, we must we must run. And he runs down the stairs, and we leave. Uh, so uh, whatever's going on with all the dead bodies is freaking out Dario, which I that is totally understandable, because that's a lot of dead bodies, man. That is a lot of dead bodies. Anywho, that that is how we're ending our show today. Lots of dead bodies. Uh, fun show overall. Uh... Yeah, the Luchadora match was a lot of fun, a uh, bit clunky at times, but hey, whatever, man. It's, you got four people donking each other over the head with various maneuvers. It's going to be a wee bit sloppy. Um, and, like, I'm not sure if Bandito is capable of having a bad match, so obviously the main event was a lot of fun, too. And we're really uh, hammering home, like, the mystery of the dead bodies plus the rediscovery of the Opera Cup. So there's a whole lot of stuff going on tonight that we need to get resolved here, hopefully in the near future but that's what the beauty of episodic television cliffhangers giving us uh, just enough to keep us uh, salivating for our next episode so i'm going to leave you guys salivating and take off and wipe my mouth off or do whatever it is i do when i start salivating and you know thank you all for listening as i rattle on incoherently and screw up world geography and you know stay tuned for all the plugs and all the ways you can help support the show maybe buy me a map 
I, right now, that might be the best way you can support this year's show. Um, in the meanwhile, though, I do appreciate you guys listening, and I'll see you all next week. MLW Confusion is a weekly podcast that is written and performed by Rob Kammer and hosted at Anchor FM. The background music for this section is Ruined My Day, performed by Alan Schroeder. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to support, please like, subscribe, and tell your friends, family, and enemies. Leaving a review would also be helpful. Word of mouth advertisement, of course, is very important for us small podcasts. For my social media links, they can be found in the description below, but the Twitter and Instagram are both at the Nova of Cass, T-H-E-N-O-V-A-O-F-C-A-S-S, and Facebook is at MLW Confusion. If you'd like to support monetarily and help upgrade my equipment, please check out my virtual chip jar at www.kofi.com slash Casanova. That is C-A-S-S-O-N-O-V-A. If you'd prefer more bang for your buck, go to patreon.com slash Casanova, where for as little as $1, backers get access to the podcast early and without those pesky ads, plus other exclusive content. So head up the crew and join Maverick45, Alan Schroeder, and Keith Wynn, and check it out. You can also find t-shirts at whatamaneuver.net slash collections slash the Confusion Podcast. There's hyphens in between the Confusion Podcast, of course. And for other business inquiries, such as ads and sponsorships, please email me at rzkammer, K-A-M-E-R-E-R, at comcast.net. Thank you all for listening. <laughs>